This is all the time of the black scorpion you're gonna get. Because <laughs> oh, no, I've got to train my I new don't... acquisition, Mustafa Ali. <laughs> yes, I, I don't blame you, Black Scorpion man. Yeah, I I, I want to hit the hay after that show as well. Well, you and Doctor Chris, you have a good time because I've got to go make some history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, nice. oh, Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion in the beginning, man. He had to, yeah, he had to uh, open the show to give some type of uh, excitement, man. And uh, yikes, this was yikes. rough. Man. Yikes, bro. Yikes, this was what awful. This was, not, this, was, this was god awful. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. We come out here every week and say it's god awful. This was very, <laughs> this was very god. This is a bad show, man. This is bro. You, 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 you're ending a three-hour <laughs> show with Nikki Cross. That's all you need to know, bro. Like, guys, if you didn't watch this show, they ended a three-hour show with Nikki Cross on the screen. That's that's really all you need to know, bro. And a good indicator is the fact that there was zero reaction. So she <laughs> so she dives off his the ref. She comes back, she attacks Bianca, she attacks Bailey, and then she sits there. I mean, she stands there at the end, going toward the going toward the the curtains, basically the 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 ending, the the fade. And the crowd's just like, yeah, it's like, like oh, okay, so bro, I don't I don't understand. So, are we supposed to say this was a great Triple H creative idea? I mean, seriously, like, is that is that what we're supposed to say? Like, th this is a Vince McMahon move. It is. V v Vince McMahon would end the show this way. And my thing is, uh, I reported on my show uh, a couple months ago that uh, I think I said it on here, too. Nikki Cross is. I, I, I heard from some sources that Nikki Cross is supposed to Nikki A.S.H. is supposed to go back to Nikki Cross. And so, you know, it was good to know that my sources were correct. But at the same time, my thing is this. You end, like you said, you end a three-hour show. First of all, it's already a huge stretch. And the main event is a Bailey versus Bianca Belair match that, you know, that wasn't really any build. It was the, the, the build was terrible. And then we bring in an element of Nikki cross who attacks both of them now why didn't this happen like early in the uh show like my thing is okay if you want to bring in nikki cross bring her in in one segment among the three hours not the whole like not at the very end the cliffhanger is nikki cross i just don't understand how well, you know what it is work. this is so bad the, these are why you know bro call me a conspiracy theorist call me whatever you want this is so bad that you have to start asking the questions like are they setting her up for failure mm -hmm. there there's no way in the world Nikki Cross gets over in this spot. Yeah. Nowhere, no way in the world, Chris. You know it's going to be like a fart in church. You know nobody's going to care. Are they setting her up for, for failure? Is this the last run where they could say, well, Nikki, we, we really tried and it just didn't get over? That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was bad. And that, that's why you've got to examine those things because how could a Triple H write this or oversee this as the ending of a three-hour show? And and logically think that this was going to work. Like, that's the thing, man. Like that's that's just nuts to me. Well, thankfully, we've got Iman, Iman, Perry, 499 Super Chat, bro. 
Bianca loses after she beat three women at Extreme Rules by herself. She should be undefeated for two years like Roman. Blank makes no sense. You know, it so here's a here's the deal. I, I think that Bianca Belair losing on an episode of Raw that was absolutely garbage and there was no build to it. I think that hurts her character tremendously. Well, it certainly, wanna, does, it certainly doesn't help. No, it doesn't. And if you want to make her a perennial star, you can't have her. Like, again, I mean, you know, to Eman's point, compare her to Roman Reigns. I mean, like, if you want to make her uh, a, a Roman Reigns, like, stars barely lose that's the thing i mean we you and i we've we've had a show about that before and i actually went down the stats of hogan and savage and 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 taker and i think hogan was like had a night like an 80 percent winning uh, uh overall winning record in wwe like 80 percent and it, it just it, there's a common theme that lose losses matter a lot when someone who doesn't lose a lot you know and to have Bianca Belair just randomly lose on a stretched out three hour raw because of Nikki Cross is that protect? Like, did they really think Vince that this is protecting her character for some odd reason? Like, I, I, I guess they're thinking, and again, bro, th this is what's so bad about it. I guess they're thinking, well, bro, she didn't get beat by one girl, she got beat by four. Because the other two girls are ringside like they are every week. All of a sudden, the champion has no backup anymore. We will see an Oscar and Alexa Bliss for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's nobody backing up the champion anymore. And it's it's god-awful, bro. Listen, man, the, the, only, the only people that are going to like anything about this show are the people that fall in the category of they're going to put over whatever the WWE did yeah. does. Because this is ridiculous, bro. I mean, off the bat, the same Rhea Ripley spot, bro. The yeah. same. We, we, we've talked about this spot for six weeks. Yeah. And she's still allowed at ringside. The same Rhea Rip, Ripley spot. These girls are allowed ringside with Bailey, so we get the same outside interference with them. Referee really looked like a blithering idiot yeah. in in one of the matches, you know that that we'll get to. I don't even remember it, which one it was, but um, one of the matches he looked like an absolute idiot. Like, yeah. bro, again, man. If if you're one of those WWE diehards, you know that you're gonna put everything over then this show is for you. Yeah. I mean, the opener was the Judgment Day cutting a promo uh, as normal. Interrupted by the OC. Finn Balor defeating Carl Anderson. And this is the spot where Rhea Ripley slams uh, Luke Gallows. Yeah. And this was a spot where they made the referee look so freaking stupid. Bro. Yeah. yeah. So incredibly stupid. And he, oh, what's going on? Like he's all of a sudden he just keeps looking straight at you know so, he's blinded toward everybody else because oh, he's helping oh, someone on. to get injured. Can you, can, can you imagine a referee being this stupid yeah. and being employed by the WWE? Like just think about that for a second, bro. Just no, just just no awareness of anything around him because he's just so blind. Bro, I was just life. reading a story today, um, right before I came on the air that a uh, an NFL referee was caught asking players for autographs. <laughs> you know that dude's getting fired. Uh, I mean, you know you know he's done. Look how stupid these refs are week after week after week, but yet they still somehow miraculously have a job. Yeah. It just you know, I'm I'm, I'm good friends with Marty Elias and um he was talking about how like um just the advent like like how referees were taught what were told during his time um to to look like very very minimal like to, to not really be a factor you know in the match and i'm like man like long longer the uh long gone in the days of you know tommy young and you know, Nick Patrick, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, it's just like those people and Danny Davis, right. When he was a, a ref turned, you know, a heart foundation member with, with Jimmy Hart, 
when referees actually meant that, you know, the Hepners, the, the twin segment with both Earl and Dave Hepner, you know what I mean, uh, with, with the Hogan and Andre spot. You know, it long gone on the days of when referees meant something. Now they just feel just like blithering idiots. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, that's, a, and that's a very emasculating and demoralizing role to have as a referee nowadays. Yep. You know, you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm super not aware like you're supposed to be one of the best referees in all of pro wrestling, and you're like zoomed in on an injury spot while like there's a, there's a bunch of people flying behind you and low blows and all types of stuff. It just makes absolutely no sense. To me. It, it, it's it's just it's it's just an insulting of our intelligence. Bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the thing is, the OC is start is looking weak already, man. I mean, you, you just have this big old, you know. Man, these these inch, these uh, returns are are feeling very Tony Connish, man. It, it just you're just bringing in a lot of people for the sake of like, you're not really pushing people. You're just continuing to bring people back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and they start within weeks. They just feel 50-50 again. That's a and lot so, like and, AEW. Yeah, and and Rhea Ripley body slamming a gallo, bro. That's a babe. That's a baby face move. It is. <laughs> For a woman to body slam a guy, that that's not heat. Yeah. People are gonna cheer that. Yep, exactly. That's not heat. Yep. I, I thought about the same thing when I when I thought about that. And here's the thing: this is what is crazy to me. So they're doing this deal with Rhea being like the strongest, looking like the strongest person of Judgment Day. But she has some type of halo around her that people can't hit her because she's a woman now, you know, and but she can just hit low blow, slam, and do all these things. What's the payoff here? Are they gonna are the, are the OC gonna get like Nikki Cross or something like that? To, yeah, to yeah, like yeah, do drop, do drop. They're gonna get there drop. you go. Do drop. They'll, they'll do, do drop needs a spot. Yeah, yeah. She does need a spot. Joseph Gonzalez with the 499 super chat, bro. In my opinion, Bianca has been falling into the danger zone of being stale. She has no good writing behind her, no character development. You feel the same? Um, what do you think, Vince? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, bro, this she's a she's a stallion. Yeah. I, we I, we've said it, bro. She's special. She's a freak of nature. We've said it. We we we've put her over to the moon. If you don't have character and storyline, you're another wrestler on the roster, bro. Sure. And yeah. and and they all become just another wrestler on the roster. Yeah, I think the thing is to me, you know, people are so quick to be like, yeah, turn her heel, or like, I don't like when people say like the as if the um, uh, end all be all or the answer is turning her heel. Like if she's a babyface. You, you, if you want to like her, you shouldn't want her to turn heel right. in order for her to change. Right. Like, that's, that's counterproductive. Uh, so it's like, I, you know, remain a baby face, but get her into some type of deep rooted story to really bring out, you know, her characters, bring out her Tennessee track, bring out Montez being her husband. You know what I mean? Like, start doing more things like that. Yeah. And I think we'll get more of an interest. It's not a matter of, um, her getting stale because like, you know, she's a stallion, like, like we said, but at the same time, the, the, the WWE is not giving her opportunities to really show her character. They're just throwing her in, in matches and having her some, you know, the same girl, uh, uh you know, interviews. It's just the same type of cookie cutter. I can basically fill in the blanks for you type of interviews. That doesn't really that doesn't really put layers. I, mean, I talk about this all the time. Layers. That doesn't put layers on her character if it feels the same. But everybody's starting to feel like that, though. Yep, I agree, man. Everybody's. I agree. Uh, next, we have Archu uh, versus the Miz. I, uh, you know, I, I, so I say it all the time, man. I'm a Joey. Very nice. Oh, we forgot about the in ring promo too. So. Before that, Jason Kidd's got a he's he's gonna call for Joey. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Russo's called the timeout. We're gonna give it to him. Joey! Time out! Time out! Time out, Joey! Time out, Joey! I love timeout, Joey. Bro, Gargano's walking around the back with a whistle now. 
Yes. <laughs> like, come on. Like, come on. <laughs> like, the, the lowest common possible denominator. Yeah. Now, because he's the whistleblower, I'm going to blow. I'm going to blow. I'm blow. I'm blow. Come on. Like, okay. again, bro, the, the great Triple H strikes again. And listen, man, I don't even know if the guy's back at the show. All I know is he supposed to, supposedly is responsible for all this. This is a Vince McMahon once again. Yeah, Johnny Gargano is, is going to blow the whistle. Therefore, he's walking around with a whistle around. This is Vince McMahon 101, bro. Yeah, yeah. Somehow this is supposed to put uh, more intrigue in his character. Um, but, you know, he lost today in a, in a wrestling match. As if, it's, just, it's just weird, man. You're throwing him at a wrestling match, although you want him to, his character to be interesting. He's in The Miz. He's involved in The Miz. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. But we still going to have him go up being in a match later on the night and just lose. You know, just I don't understand what their premise is in developing these characters, but it seems like they're trying to fill in the time so much that you can't just take Johnny Gargano out and try to just put layers on his character to see what he does with this. You know, I've got something to tell, which seems like it should, what seems like it's probably going to be, you know, a reunion of him and uh, Ciampa. They, they were teaming in NXT for a while, uh, teaming and feuding in NXT. But it's like at the end of the day though, Take him away from the ring. Let me see the character of Johnny Gargano. Is he funny? Is he cool? You know, but like what? But you put him back in a match, a, a long segmented match. It, it seemed like it went forever. Yeah. And then we'll talk about Corbin too uh, here in a minute. Uh, R Truth versus the Miz. So Miz cuts an in ring promo. He gets interrupted by Johnny Gargano, appearance by R Truth. Um, I, you know, like I always say, man, I'm, I'm a sucker for our truth, man. I think this guy's just yeah, but again, his best it's life. how they get to just book a cold match. I want the truth, I want the truth. Yeah, here comes the truth. Like, I know, but it's it's so simplistic and freaking yeah. stupid. It's like, okay, bro, so you're looking for the truth. Here comes our truth. This is how we eat up another 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, literally. That that's what we're talking about here, bro. That's the whole show. This is how we eat up ten minutes. Yeah, he was at his hometown though, so uh, I, 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 I understand that, that bro. Yeah. I really do. But bro, when the when the when the angle of the matches, I'm not gonna let you insult macaroni and cheese. Uh. I like, come on again, bro. If this were a parody of a wrestling show, yeah. this stuff would be gold. I think, you but I, I, th I think that's the thing with R Troop. He's like, he's become a parody, though. Like, 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 R Troop's like a walking parody. And it's like everything about R Troop is just like tongue in cheek, you know, super, super just slapstick type of deal. And I think for him, he's just like, man, where do you need me? Okay, yeah, all right, you know. And I think like there was times where like he tried to pop um, Vince, and he said, I heard the Vince would like, like belly laugh all the time at the back for hard truth, and he tried to pop uh, Lesnar too, and he ended up popping Lesnar in the ring too. So, so truth just goes out, man, and just tries to pop people. And he's just like a big old punchline nowadays, man. You know, and, and uh, you know, it's like, hey, look, you're gonna pay me six figures to go out there and be a punchline and beat the Miz. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah. see you in a few months. You know what I mean? So he's living his best life. I, I, I got to give it up to our truth, but at the same time, you know, it it doesn't uh, develop anything. But at the same time, he was, you know, he is Charlotte's own. So I guess Charlotte does get some type of. Uh, Benefit. But again, bro, how many times have you said this? The world is watching, bro. Who yeah. gives a crap about Charlotte, North Carolina, unless you live there? Yeah. Nobody cares, bro. <laughs> that That's great for a house show. That's Nobody true. Airs at home. But no one, that, that's, that's the problem, though, Vince. Like, <clears throat> 
they're not really booking for the world is watching anymore. No, not you know at I mean? all, bro. Like they're, they're, not they're at booking, all. They're right. booking for the crowd that's right. there. Right. And so they just so happen to have a couple million people, you know, one and a half to two million people watch this house show, you know, play out live is basically yeah. what happens. And they don't, they don't play, they don't book for the casual fans. They don't book for the people watching. It's this big old bubble that they're expecting somehow people to more people to watch this bubble show, you know? And so it just doesn't. And Chris, I do want to, I do want to point out, you know, again, I'm talking about facts and numbers, all the triple H, all the hoopla Friday SmackDown did less of a rating than last year's SmackDown on the same date. Mm. You you have to look at that stuff, bro. That That is telling you yeah. wh- whatever. Triple H has been doing this for three months or whatever. Yeah. Bro, they're doing le- – they, they lost an audience from this time last year. Yeah. You, you have to look – that's the measuring stick, bro. You, yeah. could, you could have all the opinions you want. That is a legitimate uh, measuring stick, which is telling you they are still failing to grow the audience. Yeah, that's true. It is sad. SmackDown's a more solid show because they stack it up, but still, you know, it's it's still not appealing enough, unfortunately. So uh, next we have uh, backstage interview. your, your, Your girl. Candice LeRae, it's time for double take from Joey. Time out, time out, Joey, time out, Joey. Bro, you know what's so absolutely pathetic and piss poor? So the ending of this match is Gargano in a black hood and Miz thought it was, uh, what's uh, a Loomis, Mm -hmm. but it was Gargano. Uh, bro, can I ask you a simple question? Where was Loomis on this show? Bro, think about this for a second. This this was the guy that was supposed to be a cold-blooded, lunatic, murderer, kidnapper, breaking into the house, this and that. So then last week, he gets hit with a chair. He doesn't have a comeback. And the following week, he's not on the show. Yeah. Bro, this is how you kill your... And Chris, let's be honest. Why isn't he on the show? Because they don't know what to do with him. Right. That's why he's not on the show. Meanwhile, bro, this is how you kill your Mm. characters, bro. Yeah. They definitely had... um, They definitely had him look pretty weak. Uh, yeah, so they had, so it was, the ratings for Friday was uh, 2.23, and um, last year's was 2.24, so yeah, about, uh, I think 2%, I think 2% or something. Almost 20,000 viewers less, Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 18,000 viewers. And and I'm not nitpicking over the 18,000 views. What I'm saying is they're still not growing their audience. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Forget about the 18,000 viewers. It's the same audience. They're not growing their audience. Yeah, well, it's down from from last week, uh, you know, 43,000, even with uh, Bray, you know. I will tell you this. When when Ed Ferrara and I took over at – WCW and anybody can look this up. The show they did without us, Bret Hart and Chris Benoit, it was coming off of Owen's death. They wrestled a three-segment match. That show that night did a two did two point did a 2.6, not 2.6 million, 2.6, which is higher than 2.6 million. Mm-hmm. In three months, when Ed and I came in and we rode for three straight months, 
the last show I wrote before I went home, Chris, and this is all documented, did a 3.6. So we went from a 2.6 to a 3.6 in three months. Mm. Well, Triple H has had his three months. Nothing's changing here, bro. (laughs) Except for uh, more returns and, you know, And let me tell you another thing, because you were about to go on to the uh, Candice LaRue gimmick. Bro, if they're not scripting interviews anymore, this came across as the most scripted interview I have seen in the last year. Yeah. No question about it. If this girl was speaking off the cuff, wow, bro, she needs a lot of work. Yeah. Man, I, who is this appealing to? Like, who is this for is what I'm asking. Like, who's the crowd for this? Like, who's who's going to be like, yeah, man, I've been waiting all night for the Candace LeRae interview. Like, legit question. I, I don't know, Vince. Like, who who's... Who's the crowd? Who's the appeal to this segment here? I don't know. Like if like if you had any guess of like when they're writing this particular segment, you know, hey, Kathy Kelly, sit down interview with Candice LeRae, damage control, interferes, attacks Candice LeRae. What, what's the point? What's what's the appeal there? Is it it supposed to get damage control over? Is that the point of this? No, I I guess the point is, bro. So two weeks from now, when they're beating down Bianca Belair, Candice LaRue can come and make the save. That's seriously. That's why. But she's not over, though, on the main roster. Like she doesn't get hardly any type of reaction at all when she comes out. Is this going to do it though, bro? Are the uh, are the Sky Sisters over at all? Like at all, at all, bro? Man, this is this is rough. <laughs> this is rough, man. It's it's like, man, is this really what we're going to see for Raw in the foreseeable future, man? Like, at least on SmackDown. Like when Roman Reigns came back, SmackDown was starting to get pretty stale for for a moment. And when when Reigns came back, he really injected a lot of interest in SmackDown over the past couple years. And so I'm thinking like, what can it be that injects that interest in Raw? But here's the thing though, Vince, I was thinking about this too. And we, we got a super chat coming up here. I really think the death knell of Raw is three hours, making it. Oh, three no hours. doubt. No, no doubt about that, bro. Hey, yeah. listen, man, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It, the first nine shows Ed Ferraro and I wrote for Nitro were three hour shows. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. With the roster we had, I had no problem writing a three hour show for nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, if that would have went on for a year or two years, could it have been a problem? You know, maybe. But what what I'm saying is, with the roster we had, it was not a problem for us. Hmm. But, you know, the the way they booked this thing over three hours, yeah, bro, that that is definitely the the, the death knell. But here's an interesting question, bro. You say... Um, Roman Reigns injected some life in SmackDown. Bro, the answer to your question is the only one who could have done that on Raw was Bray. Right. Hmm. That was the only one. Like, bro, like, on I swear, like, if I tuned into Raw and Bray was on it, hmm. that would be the only thing I would care about. Okay, what, what's Bray going to do? Hmm. But but no, bro, they, they don't even put him on this show. It's on SmackDown. Yeah. I don't know what can happen to have them inject uh, life and in raw. I, I again, I think that even if they tried to inject life and in raw, that that three the three hours is is it's really making it tough. It's really, really, really making it tough, man. And I was like, what is it? 
what is it all what is it about raw to me that just feels so disconnected and it's like i it's because i have to follow three hours of an episodic television show like there's no other episodic television show that's three hours long it's usually an hour 90 minutes you know, and it's like you have specials that are two hours of, you know, season finales. I'm a big Survivor fan. My wife and I, that's our that's our show together. And it's usually an hour, but sometimes I have two-hour shows. And it's a bit of a stretch, but at the same time, it's intriguing enough to say, oh, okay, so they're combining two tribal councils and doing things like that. <clears throat> the two-hour mark was like, okay, cool. You know, I mean, this is this is interesting, a little bit stretched this this week, but I can still buy into it because it's very intriguing. Now, Survivor, and I love Survivor. If Survivor was three hours yeah, every I week, agree with that. I wouldn't be. I, I just I would disconnect from it, man, because it's so long. I agree with you, bro. Out and just, I agree with you. I, I just it it is, man. I could say the same thing with bro. As much as a football, a baseball fan that I am. You know, bro, those games are over three hours. Yeah, bro, I'm not, I'm not glued to the TV for three right. hours. Right, and right. Bro, sometimes I just like I need a break from the game, so yeah. I'll go over to YouTube for a couple of minutes. You know, and I'll, I'll go in and out. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Raw is, you know, like the baseball game will have my interest. Yeah, this will not even have my interest for me to want to leave and then come back and you know i'm a huge college basketball fan i was college football fan i love college basketball too but i'm a huge college football fan and their games are college football games are three hours right um it's uh you know you have four 15 minutes uh quarters and so in theory it's you know 30 minute halves but of course the timeouts and the plays and things like that but here's the thing you have two 15 minute quarters in the beginning then you have a whole 20 minutes of halftime right recapping the first half you know this is some things that needs to be adjusted these are some things that was going right it was going wrong you know here's some threats here here's some surprises so you're 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 doing that exciting commentary about the first half that's already creating a cliffhanger for the second half Right. You're not just it's not just a full straight three hour run. You know what I mean? And there's some there's a break in between the two that gets you kind of recharged and refueled and excited. And it it leaves that level of suspense going into the second half. Right. But it's like for Raw, there's no opportunity to have a level of suspense. You literally have to watch one show or three hours and yeah. it's like movies are like a little over two hours long typically you know shows are one hour long uh games are you know and then you have even the seventh inning stretch you know what i mean like even with yeah. even with baseball there's there's still a pause in the game that's le- get, getting a break and get, getting you excited about the rest so it's like with anything, man, same thing with basketball. There's halves. It gives you excitement for the rest of the show. Right. Raw does not is the only show that has a long stretch of three hours with no excitement in the middle, no break, no nothing. You really have to be involved in the in that one show for three hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so it's super long for me. And I think at the end of the day, for me, Vince, that's what it is. It, yeah. It's just like it's too long. If it was two hours, I, I don't think I, I, I'd be. I'll definitely be very critical of it still, but I'd be less critical because it, it it still will leave some type of room for a cliffhanger, perhaps. But you get so d- disconnected from the show to even care about the cliffhanger for right. next week. You know, yep. I'm with you, bro. I agree with you. Alex with the 499 super chat. Whoa. How successful would Harlem Heat sucker have been in WWF? Some more or less than uh WCW side note. Who was bigger? BA, Booker or Stevie? I don't think they would have been as successful because and that's the reason why Stevie Ray didn't go there. Because Vince McMahon would have written his white version of Harlem Heat. 
<laughs> and and Stevie would not. Stevie yeah. doesn't have the temperament that mm. Booker does. Mm. Stevie would not have gone along with that. So I don't think that would have worked in WWE. Um, I, 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 I think, you know, I think Stevie is the bigger badass only because bro, he's the older brother mm-hmm. and Booker's like the baby. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Stevie has always been like the bigger brother. So I, I, I just always felt like he was more of the badass than Booker. Gotcha. Good question. Uh, thanks for answering. Uh, next we have, uh, Austin Theory defeated. Well, you got Riddle Riddle and Elias in the back. Yeah. With the the Alfred. Bro, how useless is the Alfred? Like, how how useless are these guys, bro? Like, how how useless? Yeah, they're starting to be in hands nowadays. So, so it looks like they were teasing the breakup um, of Elias and uh, Riddle. I'm super surprised, though, that Elias isn't getting the reaction that I was expecting him to get. It's, it's, kind, it's kind of flat from the from the fans. Now, they, I like the, uh, the the light thing that they did in the beginning, but I was expecting them him to get a much bigger reaction. I think they stretched the Ezekiel thing way too thin. Yeah. That people were like, eh, it's just lies. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. think that's probably what the issue was with them stretching that too thin. Yeah, yeah. Again, bro, I just think it's lack of lack of storytelling. Yeah. So somehow the story is supposed to be. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me get Sean's super chat. Oh, we got another one here. Mm. Oh yeah, Sean. Four nine nine super chat, bro. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like the only excuse for writing TV that's this painfully mind-numbing is that it's a holding pattern for an eventful company no, setup? No, hmm. no. I, 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 I think you've got a wrestler in charge of creative, Sean. I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly do. And yeah. what do wrestlers know? Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So that's why on this show you're going to get wrestling. That's what they know. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with a placeholder, a sale, anything like that. And I definitely wouldn't want to be buying the WWE with how it looks like right now as far as, like, the product, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm looking, I'm not looking at growth. I mean, granted, you know, from a um, from a television deal standpoint, you know, they're making tons of money from a, from a television and, and uh, uh, international affairs and things like that, digital media standpoint. Um, their partnerships and things like that. They're making a ton of money. So, you know, kudos from that from a business standpoint. But at the same time, your bread and butter are those networks. And if the networks pull out because they're not seeing growth, I mean, basically your legs are being cut up from under you. So I think that's one of those things that you can't keep banking on that you know, the 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 deal with Peacock and the you know the YouTube ads and things like that. Your bread and butter is that network. And yeah. so that's you talk you want to talk about cuts if you if you if you that network you know say yeah fox because again you can tell you can tell that usa and fox their their attention to those are two entirely different ball games because they're more of an asset for usa and a liability for fox because this is their first deal for fox their opportunity to make it big and they get, you know, six to 700,000 more viewers than raw does. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of phoning it in on raw because USA, like they're like that, that's who they are. That's what they bank on. USA is not this big old, you know, network that's bringing in a lot of other shows. So raw is their, their bait, their bread and butter basically. But for Fox, they're like, Hey, we can take it and leave it. And you can tell that in the booking too. That's why people like Roman Reigns, who's a champion for both brands, and Bray Wyatt and things like that. That's the reason why they they you know push them over on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next we have uh, so yeah, Theory and Mustafa Ali. Um, Ali is uh, he loses a match. You know he's supposed to set this up for uh, he's supposed to set up a U.S. title match against Seth Rollins, but he loses the match against Theory. So does this mean that Theory should be in Seth's and Mustafa Ali's place? 
How are you going to 50-50 him into a title shot? Theory? Ali. Oh, I, bro, I, 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 bro, listen, how, how, I, I, how they think they're going to get this guy over is just beyond me. And, and I don't think they care. I don't think they care. Really? Why I do you think, think he's even in this spot? Because anyway? him and Seth are going to have a good match. Mm. That's the only real, bro. I'm th- that is the only reason he will have a good match with Seth. That is it. Bro. But the fans do not care about Ali, even to the point of they're singing for Seth. And then when he came back and attacked him, the fans booed him. Like, that's how they feel about Ali. This whole Seth type of, you know, fan singing, Ali is the worst person to not make the fans, you know, sing for Seth anymore. Yeah, They're going to sing for Seth more because they care about Ali less. So if you want to keep Seth as a heel, Ali's definitely not the person to dance with. That's yeah, sure. bro, I wouldn't be surprised if Seth went to bat for this guy. I wouldn't be surprised if Seth said, I want to work with this guy. Well, that, that's great that you want to work with him, yeah. but just know that nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care, man. And it's like, if you really want to work with him, though, I think you need to do a better job with getting the heat. Yeah. Like Seth isn't really getting heat much. And, you know, he's he's eliciting the cheers and wanting to sing. And if you really, if you really want to get Ali over, this isn't the way to do it. That's for no. sure. So, um, next we have uh, uh, Omos <clears throat> defeating four enhancement talent. Four enhancement talent, man. Are you are you not entertained, Vince Russo? They 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 they've not with all these um, with all these jobber matches enhancer talent they have not gotten this guy any more over one iota bro not one they're they're making them feel so they're they're basically beefing them up for for braun so yeah. or for crown jewel yeah. and he's going to put braun over but they want to beef him up first so here's another opportunity so so almost is like the resident you know get beefed up just to you know, go just to put the whatever baby face at the moment over basically what happened. So I can definitely see them doing that. You know, they're doing that for Braun this time. I can definitely see Goldberg being one of the people who Omos puts over. They're going to Goldberg. We we talked about this. They have a history of not being able to get big people. Nope. They don't. Uh, Elias defeating Chad Gable. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is this is what you get. How long? Okay, over. Oh, okay. Let, let's let's play a little game here. Um, four weeks, and I want uh, SK Nation to be a part of this game too. All right, four. Mm, let's give it. Let's give it. Yeah, let's say four weeks. Four weeks. Elias. Well, no, six weeks. Six weeks, Elias will turn on Riddle. Over or under? Oh, definitely under. Under? Okay. Definitely under, yeah. What do you think, SK Nation? So, you know, six weeks is uh, basically the second week of December. So, six weeks, uh, six weeks, SK Nation. uh, 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 Elias will turn on Riddle. Over or under? Uh, Under, under. Under, under, under <laughs> SK Nation. Oh, yeah, uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds okay. about right. So why are they so really? So you think it's gonna y'all think it's gonna be that short? Oh yeah. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Under, 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 under. It looks like it's unanimous under. Hmm. Awesome sauce. Five dollars super chat, bro. SK Nation pulling through tonight. <laughs> Bro, that would be better than what they're doing. <laughs> I think the only way they can salvage Omos is bringing repack the repackage him with Giant Gonzalez's son and have him wear the Bigfoot suit. That's better than what they're doing now. I I, I, I might actually pop for that, bro. I might actually pop for that. 
and have him bring the Baron von Roski claw too. Yeah. You know, that's what you gotta go. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm I'm sure that someone will steal that and tweet uh tweet it <laughs> the, the Baron von Roski uh um claw from, from Vince Russo. So uh, it was something that you did and like immediately after the show someone sent me a screenshot of it, it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man next we have uh baron corbin defeating johnny gargano uh looks like jbl is uh a mainstay so he comes yeah. out he, he cuts a promo he tries to get heat for baron corbin people still don't care and then he goes and does commentary tries to get more heat like i said before vince same thing happened with Paul Heyman when 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 people who came that was not able to uh, be outshine Heyman on the mic, you know, what I mean, as a character, they just get shadowed. I mean, they, yeah. they're, they're basically just shadows. Yeah, and it's like the uh, unless you were Brock Lesnar, uh, uh, see, like when he was with the when he was with Paul White ish you know his Kurt angle affiliation ish you know when he was doing that during that feud but like it was you know he he was with brock you know he he went with uh paul white for a second uh, the big show for a hot second that was a bit odd but brock lesnar worked definitely roman reigns worked cm punk worked but everybody else just about he overshadowed yeah, and it's not going to work if he's more over than the talent. It didn't work for Cesaro. Yeah, it didn't work for Heidenreich. It didn't work for Ryback. It didn't work for Curtis Axel. You know, what I mean, those are proof that those wrestlers weren't more over as a character than he was. And Baron Corbin is the same way. But when people, when people look at both of them. They're looking at JBL like Baron Corbin is just an afterthought of yeah. JBL coming out and cutting the promos. It's like, not going to help Baron Corbin's character, not at all. man. Not at it's, all. It's going to make him look even weaker. Bro, it, it comes down to again, um, you've got to make us care about these people. Exactly. You know, bro, I just watched, um, you know, like you know the American League Championship Series, National League. I watched every game. Bro, the announcers have a story for every ball player. Mm. Every ball player, there is a back story. And believe it or not, bro, because of that back story, you start picking out certain people yeah. that you want to see do well. Yeah. There's no story with these right. people, bro. Yeah, it just feels like some made-up characters that they're just expecting the fans to react to. When Corbin comes out now, he just looks so generic. It's it's like you have this big heel, Wall Street, you know, I'm better than you character with amazing mic work. And then he announces Baron Corbin that basically it's like he comes out and some gambling casino money like it's it's totally different than what he's like supposed to, he's the modern day wrestling god baron corbin slot machine here we go come out it, it, some really normal you know gear it just it, it it boggles my mind how they're trying to make him somebody affiliated with jbl and it's just not working man it's not working and he has the ability to be a heel i mean there's there were times where where corbin was a good heel but he's so trapped into this character i think they really really jumped the gun with this because they could have had him repackaged completely with an entire different character i would have bought into that much more than some type of like uh, a soft version of the happy Corbin, but his name's Baron again, but he still is, you know, hit the, the jackpot. And that really didn't go anywhere anyways. I think they're really like, 
I think they're really putting him in a tough position, man. I really think they are. So, Rollin, 99 Super Chat, bro. Since there was this long storyline between Kevin Owens and Ezekiel about Ezekiel being Elias, shouldn't there have been some type of interaction between Owens and Elias by now? Did I miss their segment? No, they just decided to turn Owens heel and then that just disappeared. That, that's, that, that's yeah, they don't, you know, Rollin, what again, I'm such a broken record here. They don't know what to do. That's what it really comes down to. They don't know what to do, yeah. so they just drop it. Yep. They just drop it, bro. They, You need writers that know what to do and know how to tell that story. If you want to end the story, they know how to end the story. They don't have that, so they just drop everything, bro. Yeah, indeed. Next, we have Bianca Belair back, kind of backstage interview. Also have uh, backstage Johnny Gargano and The Miz, more of the, the whistleblower stuff. Uh, and then we close the show with Bianca Belair losing to Bailey on an what, episode what, of Raw. What, what, is with, what, what is with closing these every week with a woman's match? Like, what, what, what is that, bro? Where, where's Bobby Lashley? Hmm. They were supposed to be building him, you know, for that big. They they showed us a, a segment, you know, a video package. But yeah, but no, I'm not talking about video. But where is he on this show? They just he's nowhere to be found. I swear, I feel like every week they're closing with the same women. Like every single week, we're seeing this, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Is is that a Stephanie? I don't. I don't know, bro. I don't know, but. Man, bro, this is the time to really make him visible more than anything. It's because I heard that the, you know, they they they're really supposed to be pushing him, and this is the time to make him notice. You don't, you don't, you have a three hour show. Why would you not have Lashley be visible in some way? And you have three hours to to make him. Makes no sense at all, man. No, zero. No, no. So, what happens next with uh Nikki Cross? <laughs> oh, jeez, bro, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so and uh, so they close, they close. You're building to so Crown Jewel is uh a week from Saturday, Vince, and you're building Crown Jewel by having Nikki Cross close the show. And like, <clears throat> here's the thing. If there's a difference between someone returning from, you know, to an old gimmick, but like, if you have someone who's like coming back and closing this long three hour show, you better make it good. Otherwise it's DOA. And like when you basically what's going to happen is somehow in the beginning or the middle of next week, Nikki Cross is going to come out and beat Bailey. I think the cliffhanger is why'd she beat up Bianca? Why'd she beat up Bailey? Whose side is she on? And what I think is going to happen is this is only means that she's going to be a part of a triple threat match at Crown Jewel and she's going to she's going to lose. To, to you know in the match so like again another tk type of deal i'm gonna bring somebody in another return to throw on the wall and within a few weeks they're gonna feel like everybody else i just uh, I, I i just don't know how they could end a show like this with nikki cross and you can sit there and tell me they actually care about this show mm. There, there is no way in the world. No. There, there is no way in the world no. that they can care about this show. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Road Dog, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Like that, that, that's pathetic. I mean, when, when you got, when, you, when you got the trademark and the bottom right, and Nikki Cross is on the screen, you've got to be kidding me, man. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, like. Man, and, and Nikki Cross has never been billed as a big superstar on WWE at all. No. Nope. And again, if you have that trademark, at least 
do something that causes some suspense from the fans to someone just if they were clicking on channels and then they they looked at that they would see okay hmm i wonder what happened they would be they would be more intrigued to watch, either watch next week or on youtube if the fans were like really interacted but it's like me going on a show and and, and clicking on a show and then there's it's just some type of really like just whack just lousy type of ending or if i'm watching a game or something like that and flipping on the game and it's like there's the crowd is doesn't react with someone with someone wins or something bro, it just doesn't make sense oh the best part of it to me was r- roughly how long has nikki cross been with the company uh what is this 23 around years all together about on on raw on on raw on raw when um alexa thing three yeah when she was alexis yeah she's been with four she's been with the company three and four years bro Mm -hmm. Uh, but yet the announcers didn't know who it was (laughs) which that that to me is Is that who, who's yeah, right, that, right, who, bro? He does the frog splash to the outside, right in front yeah, of exactly. the announce table. That's so, bro, is. if this girl has been with the company for three or four years and they don't know who yeah. it is, I'm supposed to care. Yes, indeed. Oh, On December 17, 2008, Cross was advertised as one of the six NXT wrestlers about to be moved up to the main roster. She Made her debut on January 14, 2019. So it'll be four years in a couple of months. It'll be four months. years in a couple yeah. of months. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know who she was right in front of the announce booth. Yeah. <laughs> but what is that? Who? So because she doesn't have her mask on anymore. So that's that's why. So somehow she's upset because I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, Vince. I'm, <laughs> try, I'm really trying to make You can't I'm try, bro. They to... don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Therefore, I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, Sorry, Vince. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to just, I'm trying you to make, you make it make sense. You I'm, I'm, yeah, they they, they want to put some effort into it. Okay. Yeah. If they don't, then I don't care. It's it's our job on this uh, on this show to try to make it make sense and and, and analyze the segments, bro. You but can't I really make can't sense make out it of it when because they, they can't. I can't they it. can't make sense out of it, bro. Uh, yeah, I I got nothing anymore, man. With with Nikki Cross or yeah, I just can't. She'll she'll be there next week and somehow next week she's supposed to get a big reaction or something like do they really think that she's going to get a big reaction at all i mean like she has like her character is in like her her as a character can be worked on you know what i mean like she like her with her entering ability and her character ability from what i saw in nxt if they really spend the time working on her character it it could work but the problem is they're expecting fans to react to Nikki Cross because she's Nikki Cross. And you can't do stuff like that. Oh, the, but the, 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 the marks will. Well, they didn't even react. And, yeah. and here's the thing, Vince. If, you, if the marks don't care about Ali and Cross... Like you've really hit rock bottom at that yeah. point when it comes yeah, to, when it comes to booking. Like if the marks don't care though, yeah. like the, the casuals, they're not going to react. They're like, oh, whatever, who's this? But if people in Charlotte don't react to Nikki Cross and Ali, that really should be a litmus test of like you should probably change the plans real quick because the more you try to drive it into it, the more it's going to make that character look worse. And it's just not going to work. And it, it affects the product as a whole. Bro, the paycheck's the same from the USA Network. Yeah. And I had that conversation with them when we were, uh, you know, we, we were doing the consulting. I, 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 I said to them, you, you mean to tell me that whether they draw 5 million people or 500,000, the payday's the same? And they said, yeah. So I was like, then why would they try? Oh, wow. Why would they try, bro? The contract should have been, bro, between 1 million and 1.5 million. You get this. 
Yeah. Between 1.5 and 2.5, you get this. Yeah. Bro, if they draw 5 million or 500,000 and the pay's the same, why aren't you going to write it in? And you can tell. Right. And you can tell for sure. Right. And I, I that's why I even said that USA Network, I was like, this is on you guys. Yeah. There's no incentive for them to increase the audience. Yeah. None. They're getting the same amount of money from you guys, no matter what they put on the show. No wonder why they just phone it in. Yeah. No, no, no wonder. Wow. Yeah. Very, very sad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this one guy who doesn't phone it in, this guy right here, Vince Russo, he doesn't phone it in because he cares about the people. Let him know about Channel Attitude, my man. Channelattitude.com, guys. Check it out. There's a bunch of shows, a bunch of different personalities, a bunch of different topics, $1.25 a week. Uh, check it out, bro, from people who know. Channelattitude.com. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Whoa, hey, he what is, a man. Yeah, he always brings a tear to my eye, man. You know, oh man, what young a toots always brings a tear to my eye, man. Look at him, man. Look, this raw was just abysmal, but yeah. seeing your yeah, your crown, man, it just it just it just brightens up my day. Man. Yeah, he always saves the day, young toots. Yeah, he does, yeah. and young young toots. Thank you, toots, for appearing Thank tonight. You, Thank you. I was I was a little uh, I was a little scared. You know, I was like, man, he's. <laughs> it was probably so bad that he didn't even want to show his face. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, he he pulled through. He he saw. He saw the dreariness that Vince and I were having. Yes. And he said, you know what? I'm going to do a run in. So he's a a people pleaser. He is, man. He's a baby face, man. He's a baby face. And he has, he actually has a baby face too. So he has a baby face, man. Yes. So thank you too. Thank you for, thank you for running in tonight, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Vince Russo. uh, I am Dr. Chris. This is the Legion of Raw. Solo.